What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Do you want to be a leader? In a constantly changing world, our emerging leaders look different, come from various backgrounds and from all different age groups. Leadership is changing and it's hard to keep up. But the good news, you can be a leader too. You can be an emerging leader. Welcome to the Limitless Leadership Lounge, a tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. Come spend some time with us to discuss leadership from three angles. The coach, Jim Johnson. The professor, Dr. Anuma Kareem. The host, John Gehring. A monthly guest. And you. Get in on the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. So come on in and make yourself comfortable. And welcome on in for another edition of the Limitless Leadership Lounge. I'm John Gehring, as always, joined by Dr. Renuma Kareem and Coach Jim Johnson for a tri-generational conversation just for you, the emerging leader. Um, we're excited to have a special guest along with us today as well. From the Great Peach State, Dan Garcia who's a leader in the construction industry. So we will be talking with Dan today to build up some of our own leadership ideals and to discuss more about Dan and introduce him and get the uh, podcast going today. Uh, Coach, take it away. I know you know Dan. Yes, it's a pleasure, uh, Dan, to have you today. I, I had the pleasure to speak for Dan's company called C.W. Matthews back a few years ago and had a wonderful experience down there. And, and I was really impressed with his leadership and his leadership team. And so it, we're really honored to have you today, Dan. And we mentioned before going on camera here that uh, it's been a good year for Georgia with the uh, Atlanta Braves winning their uh, World Series for the first time in quite a while. And then the Georgia Bulldogs, although you did uh, slip something out that now your daughter goes to University of Alabama. So I don't know how well that went, but uh, uh, congratulations for a great start. And uh, uh, Dan has been the president of CW Matthews since 2015. Uh, and he's been in various leadership roles before that. And before I ask the first question, Dan, I just want to welcome you to our podcast, The Limits Leadership Lounge. Thank you, Coach. I, I really appreciate the opportunity, Dr. Karim and Jonathan. Just uh, glad to be with you. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, spending some time with Coach Johnson here a few years ago. Like you said, you spoke to our group, and we've stayed connected since then. Um, love, love the story. Uh, love everything that you uh, you shared with us, and 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 stand for. And I'm I'm just glad to be part of this call today. Thank you so much, Dan. Well, thank you. We're looking forward to it. So, Dan, you know what? As we mentioned before, we went on live here that uh, our focus is we really want to help young and emerging leaders. So we want to take you back a little bit in your journey. So if you could take us back and share a little bit about when you started in your journey, once you got into the working world, if you share a little bit about that. And then also we'd like to know, because, you know, trying to help young and emerging leaders, when you got into some leadership positions, what was maybe one major challenge you got initially and then how you overcame it? 
you know, I, uh, I traveled a, a good bit when I first got out of school with, with one company uh, prior to joining C.W. Matthews. I was with them for, for 17 years. So uh, move around a good bit and, and at an early age, uh, was just very blessed, got the opportunity uh, to, to start leading uh, groups of people. So obviously, definitely some challenges. You know, there's some things you, you learn in school, then there's some things you, you learn through the school of hard knocks. So, uh, so definitely have uh, made uh, plenty, plenty of errors, but, uh, but I would say, you know, um, uh, passion and, and attitude uh, win just about every time when it comes to, to leadership. So, so I would say that that was kind of the, the key early on. Um, as, as, a, as a young uh, leader, I, I was uh, placed in charge over a division at the age of 28. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was challenging. It was challenging at times leading people that in age, you know, were older that had more experience, but I've always, uh, leaned on surrounding myself with good people. Uh, I, I definitely believe that's, that's key. And, you know, as far as challenges, I think at first, uh, at a young age, uh, I was, I was maybe trying to, um, uh, I was concerned with those tough conversations that you might have to have at times, especially again, if it's somebody more experienced than you or, or somebody that's older than you and, and uh, probably struggle with a little bit of that early on in my career. Um, but I had, I had, I've had some great mentors uh, through, through my career, which have been uh, just so beneficial to me at starting with my, with my father. He, I've, Mom and dad were just great people. My dad was just a, a great mentor. But then even in the business world, I've, I've had the same. So kind of finally the light went off after after some discussions with them that I was struggling with that. And, and it was this idea that, hey, if, if somebody is not performing or, uh, you know, the, the best way to do is just discuss it, be up front, make sure that uh, there's a clear direction, a clear understanding of where we need to maybe make some changes how I can help them uh, accomplish that. And then if after some period of time, that person or that individual is not willing to, to make the change, or maybe the industry they're in, it's not, you know, it's not the right fit for them, then it's not this pressure that I felt early on that I was the one impacting their life or their career, but I had given them that opportunity to maybe make those changes. And therefore, if it didn't work out, I, you know, it was more on them than, than kind of a decision that I was making impact in their life. And kind of when that light bulb went off as far as that, the reality is those events have not happened very frequently. I've been so fortunate um, to work with so many great people in, in our industry. I just absolutely love our industry. It's made of a lot of great men and women. So that's not happened a lot, but it's definitely something that I learned throughout the years. Actually, I want to just follow up one question before I, uh, we tag team you with Dr. Kareem and John. Uh, you, you brought up mentors, and I know, uh, you know for a young leader, I think that's a, something extremely valuable. My question to you is, how do you find a mentor and what do you look for in a mentor? You know, um, early on in the career, well, my career was easier to find the mentors. Probably it was somebody within the company, at least that was for me. 
It, it still is uh, today with the owner of our company. But obviously, as, as you start moving into, into some additional roles and you have greater responsibilities, then, you know, you might have less people in your organization to come to. So then you just look for people that make you better. I mean, it can be within the organization, but definitely outside is who's challenging you, not only professional, but to be a, to be a better father, to be a, a, you know, just a better person in your community and, and, you know, also within, within the realm of your profession. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's, I think, you know, there's a lot of great people out there willing to do that. Sometimes you have to ask and reach and, and ask, Hey, would you be willing to spend some time with me? Would you be willing to grab coffee and let me bounce some ideas off of you? So that's really how I've done it, how I found the mentors in my life. But at the same time, that's a lot of times how I'm hopefully able to, to pay it forward to others by, by doing what, what those people did for me early on. It's something probably my favorite part of, of, of the, of my job is to be able to work with young men and women uh, again, whether within our company or outside of our company, I've been able to have the opportunity to do that as well and just share some knowledge and, and, and maybe share some of the mistakes that I've made so that hopefully they can learn from that. Right. And you're so right, Mr. Garcia, saying that mentorship is so important to shape us up. And it is often we hear the term that it is who you choose to hang out with, who are Absolutely. the people who are giving you that energy, that information to grow. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing that piece. And my, I, I, I'm curious because I, from your bio, I have seen that you came from Venezuela uh, when you were 17. Uh, and in this world, globalized world, I, you must have like workers or team members who are from different parts of the world. So do you think that multicultural perspective, uh, your parents coming from different parts of the world, uh, you, you working with different people, how important is that multicultural perspective and an aspect of diversity while leading people in this, uh, this time? It's, it's key, right? Having a great uh, understanding of, of different cultures, uh, different goals, different ways of, of thinking. I mean, that's what uh, I think all around makes us better for where we are. That's why the U.S. is such a great country. We got this melting pot of all these different cultures, uh, different ideas, different people. So it's another thing that I think makes us successful when we're able to get, again, different ideas from different people. For us in our industry, I get just a great opportunity uh, to work with, with some individuals that are from other countries. Um, in that regard, because I grew up speaking Spanish, we have several uh, or a considerable amount of Hispanic workers working at CW Matthews. I just love, uh, you know, going out to the project side and, and just having the opportunity to, to talk to them, talk to them in their native language, uh, my na native language. And you just meet some amazing people by, by being willing to kind of get outside the box and, and, you know, it, I, again, it's just probably one of the things I, I enjoy the most being being around uh, just just people from with from from diverse backgrounds is something that uh, we've tried to instill in our own children uh, by traveling to to different places and getting uh, you know uh, teaching them uh, about different cultures and 
faiths and, and just walks of life is, is what makes this world the great place that it is. Absolutely. We're talking with Dan Garcia from CW Matthews Contracting. And and Dan, we've all noticed, and I've noticed from, from our conversation so far here, from uh, reading about you as well before, that you're, you're just a good man. You're just you're just very humble. You're just very kind. You prioritize your, your family. Um, and I'm curious where that comes from exactly, especially the humility, uh, because I think that's so important. We've talked about that in the past. Just last week, we were talking about the importance of humility as a leader, especially you're a leader of a company, you know, who makes over $500 million of revenue annually. I mean, that's a big deal. Yet you say the most rewarding part of your professional experience is paying it forward. So you talked about your parents earlier. What what other sources of does that humility that you have come from? Thanks, Jonathan. I mean, definitely faith plays a, a huge role in my life. That's that's very important to me. Uh, it was instilled by my parents at an early age. And uh, just, uh, I mean, just this idea, right, that uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we build some awesome projects, for example, great roads and bridges and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, Really, um, nobody's going to remember you for any of that. Uh, you know, the impact that we make on others is is what the only legacy that we can really leave behind. So, uh, um, you know, again, it comes from my family, from my parents, from my from my siblings. Uh, we just have uh, uh, we were just taught at an early age. You know, we treat everybody with with respect. It doesn't matter who the person is, and. Uh, you know, kind of that golden rule, right? Just, you know, treating others like we want to be treated. So uh, I certainly believe in that. You know, I hope that, uh, uh, you know, my, my biggest fear would be that my actions would not reflect those words and, and just kind of uh, work on, on that all the time. Again, just enjoy people uh, of different backgrounds. And like I said, different, uh, uh, you know, surrounding myself with with great people uh, that are smarter than me that that uh, that uh, you know it's, it's what makes me a better leader uh, you know it's it's what uh, helps me um, be a better professional but also a better uh, family member and a, again better parent or son or whatever the case may be so I, I would say again that comes from my faith and probably my parents at a, at a very early age interesting and, and just to follow up on that then Dan how would you debunk this idea that, you know, we see in culture oftentimes that that stepping on others, that, you know, pushing others to the side and being that leader and, and climbing to the top, sac- making sacrifices, um, not being that family man. How would you debunk that that is the way to the top? And, and, and how how is it that you you ended up at the top in your industry here without stepping on anyone else and, and with still being that family man and having that as your top priority? You know, I, I think, uh, you know, we've all might have seen somebody or heard of somebody that that's maybe uh, moved over an organization through an organization or, or maybe even somebody called them a leader. But uh, that short term, that that doesn't last long. I think people that uh, that lead that way, it, it's uh, it works maybe for short periods of time. Uh, it, it works in, in 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 maybe a few circumstances, but. At the end of the day, the only way I feel like you can build trust with your team, with your family, is just by having integrity and being honest. And and again, 
right? It's, it's kind of what I was saying earlier is at the end of the day, you know, uh, what will be, what kind of, what legacy will we leave? It's, especially talking about young people. I mean, there, there's no greater satisfaction. Again, when we, when I see, a, you know, one of our skilled laborers become a, a foreman or a superintendent or see somebody move into a, into an executive level that, you know, maybe you just played a, a small part in influencing that. So it helps them professionally, but then in turn, it helps them, you know, maybe impact their lives and, and their children's lives by giving people certain opportunities. I mean, it's, it's what I love about the story of J-Mac, right? Coach Johnson giving him that opportunity, but also knowing his gifts, right? It didn't come the first day. It's kind of knowing what everybody's gifts are, but then also giving people an opportunity. And then they get this great opportunity to shine and be known to the world. And I mean, what greater satisfaction than that? So, you know, hopefully that answers your, your question. Absolutely. Yeah. Shine the light on others. Yeah. Hey Dan. So, you know, you talked a little bit about how different people, you know, move up in your company. What do you look for? What would be some characteristics for someone that you would consider to move into a leadership position? You know, um, I have the, I have a sign in my office that talks about attitude. You know that ninety percent of of how you how you um, impact and move up and become better is, is having just that positive attitude. Obviously, skills and and the technical part is is important. Uh, but but it'll never surpass uh, somebody that's passionate, that's willing to learn. Uh, and, and when I talk about learning, it, it, I'm not only talking about education. I certainly believe education is important. But but you know, I know plenty of great leaders in our group that don't have a college education. Right? It's more about being willing to learn and and ask others uh, for some insight. So. I'm looking for that person. Number one, it's just that positive attitude, uh, but also that passion uh, about, you know, um, not knowledge is great. Again, the technical ability, um, having the the capabilities and the in the aptitude to learn it are very important. But I will take somebody with with a great work ethic, attitude, passion for what they do over over the skill level any day. Um, and uh, this is so perfect. Uh, with, uh, we are talking about the humility, the attitude. These are some core component of leadership. And another leadership uh, core component we often talked about is habit. And I have seen from your bio that you went to Citadel uh, Military School uh, before you went for your engineering uh, degree. Uh, so I, I'm just curious. Well, do you think that the military school uh, gave you some idea of discipline and care about others? Because Simon Sinek mentioned, while in corporate sector, people would like to step uh, on each other to go top. In a military service, people sacrifice themselves for their brothers and pe- uh, brothers. So do you think that somehow your schooling helped you to shape up some of your habits? And if you could uh, shed light on some of the disciplines and habits that you have taken inside you uh, to build your leadership skill. Sure, sure. So yeah, I was I was fortunate that uh, one of my brothers attended the Citadel and I followed in, in his footsteps. So I did not serve in the military. It's a military school. Uh, you know, half of the students go on to serve active military. I've got some friends that are still 
in the military, maybe the other 50 just, you know, study while they're there. I got my engineering degree while I was there. But, um, you know, without a doubt, uh, I've, you know, first of all, I'm a huge uh, proponent or, or, or have admiration, I should say, for people that serve. Going to the school while, while uh, you know, it definitely formed a lot of, of who I am. It, it was very tough at the beginning. You know, I was coming from another country. Uh, that first year was was a bit tough, but it kind of prepares you. It gives you some some basics to what you need to do to, to be successful in life. Obviously, a lot going on from the military standpoint while you're, while you're attending school. The grades weren't the best there that first year when you got somebody, you know, uh, I was more worried about shining shoes and belt buckles and study. <laughs> um, but it did. It did for me. I mean, obviously, I'm still to this day. I'm an early riser. Uh, I like that early time in the morning to kind of plan and prepare. And without a doubt, that that came from that. And of course, just learning to prioritize, you know, that was, there were a lot of demands while while you were there. So it wasn't the, you know, the normal college experience that maybe some may have. I'm kind of glad my parents sent me there. I'm not sure if I would <laughs> elsewhere, but uh, but yeah, without a doubt, you know, time management. Um, again, it 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 made it made you a little bit tough, it, you know, when you got somebody kind of on your ear and, uh, and and giving you a hard time and kind of prepares you maybe some of those up and downs uh, that you're going to experience later on in life. So definitely had a huge impact and and uh, and meant like you mentioned the the word uh, brotherhood or camaraderie. I mean, you do form that uh, while you're in a in a university like that because uh, you're kind of all wearing. The same uniform. There's no, uh, you don't know where the people came from economically. Cult- you know, you're kind of all one together. A little bit of what I'm sure uh, at a much greater level, of course, some of our active military experience. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're talking with Dan Garcia from C.W. Matthews Contracting, who has been all over the South, the Citadel there. And then uh, you graduated from Mercer as well. Um, I'm I'm curious, Dan, you you're really a leader in this industry. And we don't know as much about this industry. You're actually you're the first from on this podcast from the construction industry. Now, you also served as the president of the Georgia Asphalt Pavement Association, which I found to be very interesting because it, it just shows that you're you're staying very active in this industry. What kinds of ways do you make sure that you're active and, and continuing to learn, even at the top right now at, at CW Matthews, serving in other roles and in other areas within the industry um, to make sure you, you stay sharp in this area? Yeah, no, great question. Uh, I definitely stay involved with, with the Contractors Association here in, in Georgia. Uh, also, at the, at the national level, there's definitely some associations that uh, that our companies involved with. Um, you know, a lot of different ways. So, uh, again, new technology. I mean, those are areas where I rely on on some of um, on some some of our younger generation. I mean, they bring a lot of good ideas from a technology, both in the industry. You know, trying to stay up and read on what's going on. Uh, even social media that, you know, that gives you some insight, but in, from a, from an industry perspective, you know, just try, it's so important. And, and I think it's great advice for, for, for young leaders is network, right? There's, again, there's a lot of people with a lot of experience that can kind of show you um, how it's been done up to this point. So they bring a lot of insight of what, what has worked for them, or maybe some of the, 
some of the hardships that they encountered. And then at the same time, very open to new emerging leaders that are coming into the company that might have a better way of doing things. So being open to that is, is very important. Of course, that's how, that's how I stay connected as far as the industry. And then uh, other part of, of, of my uh, life that I really enjoy is I'm involved with a few uh, nonprofits uh, that, that both assist the youth um, uh, or, or people um, uh, with addictions. I'm also involved with, uh, with a nonprofit that, uh, that helps uh, families and children uh, that have special needs. Um, you know, that was one of the connections. I immediately, the first time I ever, again, saw the video J Mac. This was before I knew uh, Jim Johnson. My son is in the autism spectrum. So that's something that's near and dear to, to my heart. So again, just, just love meeting people and learning from different, uh, you know, if the day you stop learning, you, you never move ahead. So that to yeah. me, whether it's in our industry or outside. Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be uh, from somebody that's got more experience or more tenure it, that can come. When we when I go out into the into our projects into the field and talk to our our skilled labor, a lot of times the answers come from the people that are actually doing the work every day because they're the ones that are having to deal with maybe some of the difficulties or challenges that are presented to them. Yeah, so I love how you have a growth mindset. We've talked about that before. The fixed versus the growth mindset. Yours is clearly one of a learner. Would you attribute that? Um, to a lot of what is, has made you successful here at CW Matthews, or would you say that that when you became successful, you realized, oh, I, I need to be learning? I mean, did, was it one that led to the other, or or is it just a mindset that you continuously have? No, I, I think um, you know. Again, this comes from one of my uh, early mentors when I started uh, working in the industry. You know, he encouraged me, and and I think it's what what's helped me to. Uh, you know, to, to go beyond my, my required task or, or something, you know, my job, right. Is what is somebody's job? Well, I feel like early on again, because of that advice, if, 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 if I got done with one of the, the tasks that I was performing, I would just go ask questions. I probably drove people nuts early on because I, I, I just wanted to know why does this work this way? Or how does your job impact me and what I do impact you? So, and it, you know, it's, it, it, it was easy on a rainy day to have gone home in a construction world on a rainy day. You mainly, you know, if there's no, if you can't perform the work, you might, you know, it, it, and it's okay. You mm -hmm. might go home. Well, instead, I would just kind of hang around and go talk to, you know, the plant manager or the shop manager. Just, just kind of know what is it that you're doing. Teach me, teach me, ask questions. And so it's something that, um, especially for things that are mechanically inclined, because even though I'm in construction, Honestly, I, I'm not the most mechanically inclined, <laughs> but I was just fascinated by what they did and how they did it. So I've always loved doing that. Of course, once I, I went to college and then later on uh, as I obtained my MBA, it's just, you know, I just love learning. Um, it's just something I think obviously you need to keep doing all the time. And whether it's for your own industry or again, things, things outside of the industry, just kind of getting more familiar on 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 different topics, but always, you know, something that you're passionate about. That's why my biggest advice to somebody, you know, is trying to figure out what should I do? Or what should I study? Again, with having five kids, we have that conversation at home. And I always say, forget about the, the financial part obviously is important. I mean, we, we need to provide for our families, but 
don't select what you're going to do for the rest of your life based on that side. You have to find somebody, something that you really love doing uh, because then it's fun, right? I, I love coming to work every day. It's not something that I wake up in the morning and I'm dreading coming in. It's something that I really enjoy. And that's my, my advice to somebody trying to figure out what they want to do is, hey, whether it's in the trades or whether it is getting an education that eventually will lead to the job, it's just by all means try to find something that, that you're really going to love doing because you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. Hey, Dan, along those lines, because you, you talked uh, so strongly about, you know, continuing your education for our listeners, do you have any you know, books that you would, or uh, leadership programs uh, that you've listened to or read that you'd like to recommend? Sure. I, um, you know, I, I wish I would, I would have more time to read is something that I later on in life is, is now something that I really enjoy um, doing. So you, uh, I've, I've read a, a couple of, of great books here in the last few years. Uh, uh, Extreme Ownership is one that, that I've read. I actually uh, got to hear Jocko speak at a conference and uh, I was just inspired by it. Then I later on went and, and read, you know, again, this concept of the military of, uh, but, but interesting enough, even then it's kind of as a leader is being willing to get in the trenches and, and, and do what others do, but also kind of this, this concept of keeping it basic, uh, not having a huge ego. And it's all about the team, not about the one individual success. So I really, um, I really enjoyed reading that. Um, um, not long ago, one one of our our, our youngers, one of my coworkers, uh, shared with me um, uh, Simon Sinek's that the, you know this idea of, of why um, and, and and you know that's that's definitely goes along um, with with my with my uh, this concept right of why we do the things we do every day. I mean. It, the, the how and the what are easy uh, when describing is why we do what. And so I, that that book was was very powerful. And and again, for me, because because of my faith being strong, I, I lean I lean definitely on the Bible uh, as, as, as a great leadership book. Absolutely. Good choice. And you, you talk about reading um, as, as a very important uh, quality. Now, you're you're in charge of, you know, being a servant leader to a lot of people, and you're likely constantly, Dan, doing that, constantly giving your time and service to others as a leader. Uh, now, what do you do? Because we've talked about this in the past, uh, that the most important part of leadership, you must first lead yourself before you can lead others. What do you do to lead yourself as an individual and make sure that you're taking time for yourself and doing those, those proper things um, so that you can be that effective leader for others? That's a great question, Jonathan. I, um, you know, again, uh, when when I have the opportunity to to read that, that's that's a great great um, uh, you know time to again advance personally, advance on on maybe learn something new, like you were asking about uh, earlier. You know, just again, just just trying to take some time. It, it's so easy to get wrapped in the and the everyday uh, issues or tasks at work or or problems, and, and you could say that about at, at home as well, right? With family, there's always something. Somebody going to a softball practice, or somebody running here. Our, our kids are our, our oldest two are in college, so we're traveling there. But you know, just 
just taking and eating some some time. Uh, that's why I like the, being an early riser. I get in the office early and trying to spend some time, at least maybe 30 minutes or so every day, kind of just thinking about the bigger picture and, and kind of the, the long-term strategy, because the rest of the day is, is a lot of times involved in just, again, it can be maybe putting out some fire. So just in the ra- daily routine, but just trying to take that time. And, and it could, you know, for different people, it might work different ways uh, where, where you just set some time aside to kind of, again, just concentrate on, on, the, on the strategy portion on the longer term. Uh, again, some time maybe in prayer that you can kind of just uh, feed the soul and kind of prepare yourself uh, to have a good day. So for me, it works in the morning. I know for other people, uh, it might work at different times. I try to, I, I really enjoy um, doing some sports activity. I played tennis for a while. I like to go to the gym, but I kind of fall in this trap that I get busy and I kind of put that aside. So that's kind of one of my goals is to kind of get back to some of that because it obviously clears your mind and, and you need some of that when when you're as busy and you got so much going on. Yeah, just a little twist for you, because I know you mentioned it a while ago in the, and when we were talking to you, uh, but I know it's always a very big topic for leaders. And that is how do you build trust with your people? I think the best way uh, to build trust is just to be vulnerable. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I always uh, share with, with the, the team we have there. So uh, I want them to, to be upfront and, 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 and voice their opinions and, and let's work together. So I think just being open to hear other people's uh, concerns, comments, you know, I'm very much at probably at times it gets me in trouble. I know I've been told that is I kind of have an open door policy. So if you have something in your mind, you know, come share it with me. I think when people stop sharing with you their concerns or, 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 you know, their, their problems, then, you know, you, you, you should look at yourself in the mirror and go, Hey, why are people not coming, uh, you know, and discussing with me, maybe some of those challenges or ways, ways that we can work together. But I think more than anything is admitting when you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that creates that trust and, and, you know, just again, being open, being open to, to new, uh, new ideas, new ways. There, there are some, um, um, items that are, you know, that, that I think you can set for, you know, for example, integrity and, and some no-goes that, you know, people can't cross a line. Hey, these are the certain things that are not tolerable and again, in a family and an organization or that sort of thing. But I'm all about second chances and, um, you know, giving people opportunity. If people are not out there making mistakes and working hard, then, you know, you're not advancing. So I know for me, uh, I've learned just as much from the mistakes that I've made than from, you know, from, from the successes. So just kind of being open to that. And again, being willing to share with your team, Hey, I made a mistake, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that or this initiative that we started, maybe we should put a pause on that. And, and because, you know, we didn't think about some of these consequences that it might have and having that, you know, that open conversation, that vulnerable vulnerability, I think makes, makes you a, a better leader. Let's just take a step back because I have a question 
pertaining to trust. But but first of all, uh, there was a time when when Coach Renuma and I would you know get on a plane and and fly down there to the the lovely uh, city of Marietta, Georgia, and we would love that it was it would be more than thirteen degrees. It would be a great time. But <laughs> but now it's 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 a lot different, and I'm not sure how much that's affected the construction industry as much. Of course, it can't. Totally, because projects still need to to go on. But how has that affected you as a leader and and that building of trust and, and especially the vulnerability through virtual meetings, through remote work? Um, has that had an impact? It really it really has, you know, from one perspective in our industry, uh, you know, the last couple of years, obviously a big chance from one perspective, we were thankfully able to continue to work. The majority of our workforce works outside. So from that regard, um, you know, we, we were very blessed that we could continue to work. But at the same time, all these challenges, just like any other industry, right, we, we had, uh, especially those first few weeks and months, I mean, we didn't have the answers, right? And, and I think as we started having meetings with, with in, in, in Zoom and, and doing all these video conferences, which for our industry was non-existent prior to this point. I mean, we don't have salespeople that are on Zoom calls with somebody in another state. All of our work is happening right here. So now all of a sudden we're not seeing people face-to-face, even our, our own skilled workers and our folks in, in the uh, in the construction, you're meeting by Zoom, but and, and you have all these questions about, you know, COVID and how do we deal with it? And you know, we had teams uh, that ride together to the products and vehicles. How do you separate? So as all that was going on, kind of to my point, uh, we didn't have the answer. I, I don't know that many people, even the experts had the answers, mm-hmm. but we didn't. So, so again, it was just saying that, Hey, we're going to take this day by day. We're this, we're going to make the best decisions in the interest of the people to make sure they, they're, they stay safe. Um, they continue to work because obviously one of the concerns were people saying, Hey, am I going to lose my job? Are we not going to be able to kind of calming everybody down, but also kind of, I mean, as you well know, things were changing every other week on what we should do and how we should protect our employees. So we would have many of these calls. We had several calls with all of our supervisory staff, which was 300 or so people and kind of taking these questions of, Hey, what do we do? And sometimes we have the answers, but sometimes the answer is, hey, I don't know, but we're going to figure this together. So I think that's how you you build trust and, and, and how people, again, some of the best ideas that we received during that time were from some of our, our skilled labor or, or foreman positions that were saying, hey, this is what we're dealing with. Have y'all thought about this? And here we had spent hours and hours thinking about some other strategy. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's a much better idea and kind of pivoting and going in that direction. And that's still the case till today. I mean, again, we've, we've been fortunate that we've been able to work uh, really through these times, but, but it's been definitely a, a challenge as far as coming up with what the right answer is and, and kind of how do you in a, in a, in an industry where it's very much face-to-face hand on, uh, how do you maintain that connection with the employees where they still feel like you care for them and, and that they're important to your success, really showing that when you're seeing somebody over a screen. Yeah, and I think you're so right that influence comes from caring. 
uh, everybody can lead with power, <laughs> but uh, influencing people, that is what makes a difference. And in your field, it's complex. Uh, it's a complex responsibility in the field of uh, construction industry. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I was wondering what are like top two or three leadership skill you feel a leader, especially in this complex industry, would need to have that motivation or inspire the workers uh, in because you have to set deadlines, you have to work in budget. So all those things are very demanding tasks. So what are those? There are so many people who are interested in construction and there are emerging leaders in this field. So what would be some of your top three advices to those leaders who are interested in this field to lead? Sure, Dr. Graham. So Again, a little bit going back and not trying to repeat myself, but again, passion, passion about what they do, right? I mean, in this industry, most of the time what you're going to find is, is people that are just have huge pride on, on building these projects and building. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great industry and in that you can turn around and see what you built, what mm -hmm. you accomplished that day. So from that part is very rewarding, but it's also very challenging. I mean, in the summer months, Georgia, I mean, if you're in an asphalt paving, it's, you know, the asphalt's 300 degrees, it's uh, it's 100 degrees outside working nights and weekends. So it's not for everybody. Right. But if you're passionate about seeing something built and, and you know, so again, going back to that passion that you got to love what you do, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to be in the middle in construction. You either hate it or you love it. So, you know, it, just don't do it for the sake of doing it. That that would be my advice. But it's really the advice on on anything, any industry um, that you might be in. Is if you have passion about it. If uh, and then again, this this uh, like we talked earlier, this idea of, of of learning from others, leaning on others, and and gaining from their experiences. Um, it, it, it's definitely a way to, to make you successful in, in, in what we do. And I would definitely um, share that with anybody coming into the industry is just, you know, listen uh, to the advice of, of others and kind of just try to take in as much as you can. But at the right. same time, don't be afraid to, to voice new ideas and new ways of doing things. So having that, that um, you know, line of communication and openness uh, to, you know, to um, never stop learning and, and being willing to share maybe new ways of, uh, I could give you just uh, a handful of examples of some young leaders that have come into organization that might throw some ideas that at first you're like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't Oh, that's a great idea. Why mm -hmm. haven't we thought about this? We've been doing this the same way for 30 years and they have a great concept on how to make us better. So that's really what it's all about. That's that's uh, uh, what makes us successful. And then you just said it, by, by all means, uh, the, the part that's important is just people over tasks. You know, if right. you about the people and, 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 and really truly care about them and their families and, and um, you know, uh, that it's more more than just building bridges and building roads. We want to build their futures and in, in, in a place where they can, uh, you know, uh, develop and become again not not just better road builders, but better better men and women. Then I think right. you can accomplish that 
if you if you can find a job where you find that culture in the organization, then that's definitely uh, then you've definitely hit, hit hit the jackpot. You know, to be able to work in a place like that, I just feel very fortunate uh, to to be able to say that it's just you know great culture. Some of my best friends I work with every day, so it's just fun to come to work. Yeah, there's challenges that. That doesn't mean it, it, it's it's all perfect. You know, there's right. going to be days that, uh, you know, you, you're pulling your hair. So you can see what's <laughs> left. But, but at the same time, um, you know, if you if you enjoy the people you work with, if you surround yourself with with better people than than you that have great insight, then that's, I think, the key to to, to yeah. be successful. In yeah, it. challenges makes it interesting. And when you're yes. sharing it with great people and like-minded people, then it, is, it becomes more interesting. Who wants to have a linear pathway? Absolutely. Lead? Absolutely. Dan, I have, I have one last question for you. And, and I know we're, we're running out of time so we can wrap up, but we have um, this area in, in our area, um, these roads and, and coach and, and all of our local listeners will, will know what I'm talking about here. We call it the 390-490 split. It's, <laughs> it's where the 390 highway meets the 490 highway. And that area has been under construction for literally the last 50 years like <laughs> we've had construction it's kind of an ongoing joke here in in the rochester area it's like people have spent their whole careers working on the 390-490 split and it just just to add some lanes and you know it's just a constant effort and and people a lot a lot of people around here kind of think of that in a negative way and they drive through that area kind of aggressively like ah, more construction workers you know and i'm just thinking about the construction companies who must face such negative backlash um for really doing their job being there and, and doing something that i know might seem like it's taking forever but that's part of the process you as a leader I'm sure have to deal with with some of that, especially in the Atlanta area. I mean, there are there are highways everywhere and there's so much construction going on. How do you deal with that, you know, with a calm head on your shoulders and, and any sort of negative feedback or criticism that you receive and, and spin it in a positive way? It's it's tough, right? Because our industry, I always say it's like. You know, if you're a doctor, when you go to a social event, you don't tell anybody you're a doctor because everybody's going to tell you. Yep. questions. You don't tell many people in Atlanta you're in the road construction. <laughs> you're probably holding them up in traffic. <laughs> so, so uh, no, the, uh, you know, I think it's education, right? I mean, it, it's, you know, some people don't understand that, hey, there's there's other factors that weather impacts construction. Uh, you know, utilities, underground utilities and all these things. So you, you try to share that with others. But with, without a doubt, there's there are some projects that take longer than others. But I think the key there is just, you know, sharing with people kind of from your perspective. Hey, these are the challenges that uh, that we're going through. And these are the items, uh, you know, the issues that are beyond the, the, your control that are, are impacting that every day. But believe me, it's very few times that we get calls, you know, uh, complimenting <laughs> some, some of our employees, e even though some of our employees do amazing things. And that's not to say we don't get some. Uh, uh, we have some awesome people uh, that work for us. In, in the last couple of years, we've had two of our employees that we've recognized for just dry, on their way home or on their way to work, um, saving or helping save somebody's life that they've seen in an accident or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
our culture is, is that of a hey, do, do don't ever make the job important and something like that right one of the uh, when i first came to matthews i got a couple of letters and they have a tradition is it started way before i ever started here but if uh, there was a funeral procession coming through a job our employees take their hard hats off kind of just uh in a moment of, of symbolism of of you know uh, respect for, for the family or for the person. And when you get letters like that, you know, talking about your employees and what that meant for somebody in a time of need, that's the culture that we're trying to instill. We're not perfect. Uh, but I think if people are, you know, when you drive through projects like that and, and for your local listeners, if they came to Atlanta, they would find a few just like it. So don't, don't feel bad. It's not just that project, but, um, you know, kind of getting a better understanding, right. It, if I get frustrated when I'm out somewhere and, you know, trying to buy something and they don't have it, especially right now with all this supply chain and all that. I mean, it's not the person that's in the store's fault that that, that maybe that's not there. So just kind of getting to know, hey, maybe learn something. Why is it that there's no bread in the grocery store? <laughs> but it's not the, the cash registers uh, persons, you know, they didn't create the problem. So just kind of being sympathetic and, and understanding of others, uh, uh, obviously, uh, ha- obviously helps uh, in those kind of situations. Yeah, and the new infrastructure bill is uh, already out, so who knows? Things will improve quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Dan, my final question for you. Uh, since I have great respect for Dr. Kareem, and you're actually in a business that's been extremely male-dominated, although that is starting to change. Can you share how the transition of having more females in the in construction company and, and how that's worked out for you? That, that's a, a great question. And it is something we, we struggle with, to be honest with you. Um, it, it is definitely a, a male uh, dominated industry. And we would love we would love to see uh, uh, more women in the workplace for, for us. Um I mean, we're missing huge opportunities. I think that starts really at home and, and in schools. I think sometimes, and I think schools are doing a better job of this. They've not really pushed STEM as much. They've not really educated. It's a, a great industry, a great opportunity to have more women industry. We, we would love to see that. So how do we do that? We, we're currently reaching to high schools. We've got one person that's fully dedicated in our company to going out in not only high schools, but we need to start at the elementary and middle school level, just kind of teaching people about our industry and, and the opportunities that, that we have. We do have, um, you know, we have a, a one one of our paving foremen is it's a lady. We're, we're trying we're trying to get there, but we're behind us in industry compared to others. But I, I think it's 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 several. Um, we get there in several ways. Again, just educating people at a younger age of, of how great the industry is and what possibilities are there. But it's, it's changing a little bit of that mindset and really the need for, for employees in our industry in Georgia. And it will be, you just mentioned the infrastructure bill throughout the country is tremendous. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think that it's, it's not seen as an industry that's, you know, it's not software and it's not this and maybe some of the other industries do a better job at paint, painting a better picture but our industry is so awesome it's got so many great people uh that that are down to earth that just want to build 
a, a great place, a great community, and uh, you know, would would love to see that. So maybe Dr. Karim can help us a little bit in that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And you can have mentorship program where uh, female students in engineering could also be at your company and watch you work and get inspired. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. We have some amazing ladies that work uh, with us. We, we, we had some in some internships here recently that are now full-time employees with us. And again, at, at the field level, um, wish we had more, but the ones we have do an amazing job. And that caring part is definitely better with them than, than some of us stubborn guys. <laughs> that's yeah, that, sure. that's, uh, I won't uh, argue with that. <laughs> yes. He is Dan Garcia from CW Matthews uh, Contracting. Dan, I love how you you really embodied a lot about uh, of what our guests in the past, uh, many of them have brought to the table as far as the relationship building, um, the servant leadership and that model. And of course, the, the constant self-improvement that you also um, you have a, a growth mindset. I think that's that's really powerful. So those are some of the main takeaways I had uh, before we we wrap up. Is there a way to, to get in touch with you to reach you to learn learn more about you um, and your your company as well? Sure, sure. Uh, so as far as me, I'm, I'm definitely open uh, again to, to interact, to, to get to know maybe somebody else in your network. So my email address probably the, the best way, uh, dgarcia, G-A-R-C-I-A, at cwmatthews.com. That Matthews is with two T's sometimes. Uh, that, that, that prevents emails from coming through. But in our website, again, uh, cwmatthews.com. Uh, it, it's a good way to kind of see what we do. Uh, but but again, it doesn't capture, and we're actually going through a process. We're working with somebody to kind of tell our story better because the culture that we have, the people that we have, we need to do a better job in highlighting that. So we're actually in the middle of, of the process of, of, uh, of doing that with some marketing material in, in, in our website. So uh, see that revamp but by all means uh reach out to me if i if i can help uh anybody in any way i'd love to do that a phenomenal culture cw matthews contracting really as a result of of the man who leads it it's been an honor to have you on dan uh, thank you so much and all of that information that dan just shared with us um if you missed it you don't have to rewind you can just uh scroll down and, and we'll uh put it there in the the notes section here of the episode as well dan thank you so much for spending some time with us today and and dr kareem uh, coach uh anything any last thoughts here for you Dan, I just uh, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, sharing some great insight uh, with our audience. So uh, thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch and, and keep up your great work. Thank you, Coach. Yes. I appreciate that. And thank you so much, uh, Mr. Garcia. I really love those essence of trust, faith, attitude. Uh, you describe so many important aspects of leadership that we often try, uh, often neglect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Kareem. Take care. And Thank you as well for listening to the Limitless Leadership Lounge. Uh, be sure to leave us a review if you haven't already on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, whatever it may be. And we'll be back next week for another tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. Thank you for joining us this week at the Limitless Leadership Lounge. To listen to this episode again and to find previous episodes, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. You can also get in on the conversation. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Then tell three of your friends to join in as well. 
Coach, Renuma, and John will be back again next week for another tri-generational leadership discussion. We'll talk to you then on the Limitless Leadership Lounge. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.